Rack it up, rack it up, I got a bit of the bank to make me a safe house Shake it up, shake it up, she got her hands on her knees and she bringing a cake out Smoke it up, smoke it up, I got some gas, some packs, I'm up in the greenhouse Ball it up, ball it up, I'm with the gang, we taking shots off the rebound Welcome to Walking Out of Lockdown Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Max Basio Max is a professional in the creative industry, specializing in design I've known Max for years, and one of the reasons I'm really excited to have him here today is Max has always had a very specific point of view, a very specific direction. I knew him in the early days of Nation Design, and it's always been amazing to me to watch you, Max, follow that direction, that path, and still be able to expand it and integrate other things. I was at um, PT Fashion when you introduced your line of boots and shoes using old materials, which I thought was absolutely genius. I still want a pair of those boots, but we'll talk about that later. Um, and I think it's very interesting for us to talk to you today, especially given that, you know, Nascent spends a lot of time on corporate transformation. They help people with their brands. They help them direct where they're going. But also because I know you're a father, you're a person who loves the outdoors. Every year I get jealous of watching your skiing trip photos. Um, so I think it's a real unique opportunity for us. Good morning. Very much. All right. Here. All right, let's jump right in, okay? And the first question I like to ask is, let's go back to New Year's Day, all right? What were your expectations for the coming year? Personally, professional, how did things look? What did you think this year was going to be? Well, actually, interesting question. I Back on New Year's Day, I was really hoping to get into a pandemic, honestly. <laughs> I hope we have a pandemic this year. <laughs> uh, well, clearly, I was not expecting anything of what it's actually it's happening. It's happening. It's still happening nowadays. And um, uh, actually, I was really looking forward to a great year. You know, I almost try to be very optimistic. It's kind of like the way I try to spin my life, in generally, especially in, in, in a period of life, generally speaking, regardless of the pandemic and anything, that is very unpredictable by nature. We live in a period of life in history where it's very hard to make projects and really planning yeah. things ahead too far down. But I think, you know, uh, having the right attitude certainly will help you to kind of embrace, you know, the new year as it's kind of like something really, you know, uh, that's kind of my attitude. So that, that was, you know, that's what I was looking forward to. I was looking forward to, you know, become a billionaire, you know, the same thing. <laughs> usual um, things, usual things. Yeah. Billionaire, no longer go out late, wake up feeling great every day. Working, you know, enjoy life. Yeah. Right? Everybody dreams about it. Walk into the office and the employees go, oh, thank God you're here. We love working for you. That kind of thing. The normal. Like a normal thing. You know, dreaming is something that nobody can take this kind of dreams out of each one of us away, right? So uh, that's kind of like, you know, where I started from. And, it, you know, at some point, you know, uh, our lives somehow has changed, as we know. All right. Well, um, first of all, let's talk a little bit about lockdown. I mean, you are in Milan. Um, Italy was 
as we all know, one of the first ones to really affect a lockdown. Uh, what happened to you? And then what also happened to your studio? What also happened to the people in your work? Well, I have to say, yes, we, we, we got into a lockdown uh, basically since the beginning of March. Um, I have to say, as far as like the lockdown is concerned, both let's separate the personal aspect mm -hmm. and the professional yeah, aspect. Yeah, yeah. The two things are kind of connected, but they're actually different. Uh, I have to say on a personal level, I like to start with the personal aspect yeah. because, you know, when you're, when somebody, even for a good purpose, is taking away your freedom to go whatever you want to do, or do whatever you want to do, go whatever you want to go. It's certainly something that it's a major change. Mm -hmm. But I have to say personally, and I can talk about me, I went through this last couple months, kind of a, I know it might sound weird, but in a way kind of enjoying this sort of kind of on hold time that sure. this, uh, this uh, because I saw it as an opportunity in a way. You know, uh, why opportunity? Uh, I mean, it's kind of the obviously if you're in a good health, you know, that, yeah. that's important. If you're in a good health, your family, your relatives, uh, nobody's it's in the hospital because obviously I heard a lot of bad stories that uh, when you go through such like, you know, major uh, dramatic changes in your life, you can see this as a, as a oh, that's great, you know, no, obviously. Uh, we got lucky. I got lucky, uh, and I try to look into look at this as an opportunity rather than you know uh, something that is going that was going to take away something from me. You know, I think if I have to point out which was the major opportunity aspect on a personal level, I would say time. You mm -hmm. know, uh, you were asking me before, you know, about like the beginning of this year, and I was. You know, beside jokes, I was actually certainly looking to to jumpstart and really, you know, embracing my life. Maybe even do better. You know, maybe making you know increasing the revenues of the of the agents. Maybe getting new clients. You know, really the classic kind of like you know uh, when you're when you're an entrepreneur, when you get your own business, you're all looking forward to expand what you do, right? Uh, when this happened, I think. You know, in a way, I realized it was a great opportunity to kind of slow down. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there is a huge debate that has been going on for years, especially in the Western society, about how can we slowing down things and give, and give us each other, you know, a little bit of time to think about, to reflect, to even get bored, you know, and maybe invent new things and get the time to think through it. Also kind of meditating a little bit about where you are in your life, you know, what eventually what you want to do going forward. I think this is a great opportunity. I remember a few years ago, I'm 51, by the way, and uh, and uh, when I turned at uh, 50, when I was actually about to turn 50, I kind of made a commitment with myself to, I really want to take this opportunity as a once in a lifetime opportunity to celebrate my me turning 50, just giving myself like a sabbatical. Mm -hmm. You know, I really want to, you know, give myself uh, the gift of some time for myself to travel, to do the things that I like to do. I think it's kind of like, it should be, personally, I think it should be, you know, something that everybody has to do. It has to give as, as a right in, in anybody's life, you know. One year just for you, yeah. okay? Yeah. 
uh, that you can really take the time to do whatever you want to do. You're not going to lose your job. You're not going to go bankrupt. Uh, you're still going to have your life, but you still have the time to, make, to reflect a little bit about who you are, how you want to, how you want to go, move forward. And obviously, because of my businesses, because of you know very hectic life that we all have, obviously I didn't take a sabbatical. <laughs> Because, you know, you get so much tied up into everyday things that you can't really pull out the plug and say, hey, guys, I'm going to disappear for a while. You know? So in a way, this was kind of like, a, you know, a little bit of like a forcing everybody to get into a sabbatical with the advantage that you're not the only one. You know, the old world is, is forced to be in a sabbatical, so to speak. Dramatic as we speak, but, you know, I think it's always like the way... Uh, the way you look at things that can make the difference in terms of things are actually impacting your life. And that's kind of like the way I see things in general. It's more like a, sort of like a more Buddhist approach that mm-hmm. you can't really go against things. You have to go with the flow of things, accepting things that happen in your life, even at the global scale and not fighting. I mean, I've seen a lot of people... And also getting really, at the very beginning, get really either uh, preoccupied, stressed out, which is totally understandable. You know, it's completely understandable, especially someone that may be, you know, risking losing their jobs. And they see their life in, in a way that is not uh, going, perhaps, or changing the path, you know. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you can't fight against these kind of things. You know, you can't really put yourself against such an event that you cannot really control you have to accept it in a way you have to find a way to yeah you know it's interesting that you say it in that way because i've personally experienced but i've also been reading a lot that the first week for so many freelancers was traumatic almost cataclysmic but contrary to a lot of other sectors especially people that were employed um freelancers bounce back and by the second or third week, we're experiencing a lot of what you're talking about, either because they finally had time to be bored, to be creative again, which is what I found. Things that I didn't work on, that I pushed aside because I've got important work to do. Suddenly, I was creating. My mind was writing scripts. I was like, wow, this is actually, this is great, you know? But, and and also just because we have a tight format, I want to keep this on track. Um, from that, because this is one of the big questions, I think a lot of people have had this experience, positive or negative, but now that lockdown is starting to release, now that we're starting to go out the door, um, how much of that do you think you're going to be able to retain? Or was this a sabbatical and now things go back to the way they were? Well, I don't think our life, both personal and professional, is going to go back to normal as we know, let's say, from the beginning of this year. I think also because this whole pandemic is not over. Mm. I think it's still happening, you know, and it will be happening in, in some part of the world regardless. You know, yeah. Even if we're going to be clean, you know, let's say in, in a few weeks, we hope we all hope that everything is going to go back to normal that way. Yeah. not going to be able die but certainly i don't think it's going to go away anytime soon you know the consequences in terms of like you know the traveling you know moving from one country to the other one and that's actually will affect the business to be honest with you and i think we also have learned 
to work also remotely. And we, we find out that as much as it's important to you know, talk to people, to meet people personally, but there's also a, a good way to be very efficient also professionally by using these new technologies as we do, we're doing right now. We also got new clients, you know, throughout, you know, during the pandemic. Uh, because also psychologically for our business, we're an agency, we're based in Milan, we don't have offices, we're not a global agency, we don't have offices in New York, London, Berlin. And before it was kind of like complicated for clients, even for, you know, even within Europe mm. to reach out an agency, which wasn't, you know, next door or potentially we could meet. Mm. Now we experience the fact that we can run a business. We, I, I, you know, I was running yesterday a workshop with this new client based in New York City, and we were in Milan. We were like, you know, really running the old thing as we were in the same room, and it's yeah. kind of like we kind of overcome that this kind of psychological barrier that if we cannot meet in person, we cannot work together. You know? It's interesting because there's a real split in this culturally. Um, we just had some uh, press today on the Austrian situation and over 60% of the people who were home working during lockdown want to keep it. They think it really works. It really works in their life. It frees them up. Interestingly enough, in the United States, um, over 80% of the population thinks that home working is impoverishing that they lose their sense of social connection and that it doesn't really work as well. Um, which I find interesting because it also tends to give the idea that a lot of the American culture, their entire community is their workplace, not just their professional community. Um, let me ask, yeah, go ahead, please. I think we need to separate, you know, home working during the lockdown as we all went through, which is kind of like unusual, unnormal, unnatural uh, in some ways. One thing is like find a better balance between, yeah. you know, home working and, and, and working the way we used to work. You know, I can tell you, you know, for instance, from my experience, when I, when I talk with my people, with my guys, my team, and I, and I told them that I would love to, I would love to, and I will try to experiment in going forward, a kind of a mixed balance way of, you know, getting to the office and working from home, you know, obviously not that you have to stay at your home all the time, no. but let's say, you know, uh, one day a week, you can, you can freely work from home. Uh, you don't have to come to the office. Uh, you don't have to commute. Immediately, they say, we would love to do that. Yeah. Obviously, you have to find the right balance. You know, obviously, when you're going through like home working because in a lockdown, you can't leave your home except for like buying food and like basic stuff. It's more, it's, it's unnatural in a way. It's too much, yeah. I guess. Well, you haven't set it up. Look, as, as somebody who's been freelancing, uh, either in journalism or in filmmaking or even in culture. Uh, I've, if you want, I've been home working for 25 years. <laughs> you know, um, I always have an office. I always have a part of the house. It's quite separate. I always have rules like I change to go to work. I change when work's over and things. I have noticed that when you're in a creative process, that it's best to have everybody in the same room. 
that that dynamic of ideas of just throwing things there of feeding off each other i definitely like to be there but when it's time to get work done i actually prefer the home office because there's not the interruptions there's not the meetings just to have meetings would sometimes happen. But let me ask you uh, one of my favorite questions, just because the responses have made me so happy today. But all right, let's say today's the end of lockdown. All right, you're at your doorway. You're looking out. You can go anywhere. You can do anything. What's the first thing you want to do? Uh, since I'm in Italy, I would like to get a nice, beautiful coffee from a, you know, a nice, fantastic coffee bar. Uh, this is something that I can I miss, not just necessarily because of the coffee itself. It's the rituality, you know, of going there and even kind of waiting a little bit, you know, uh, in the morning. Obviously, I can have a great coffee at home, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's the ritual that is different. You know, that aspect is something that I kind of missing. And I don't know how and when we can go, we can actually experience the same thing and perhaps, you know, I, that is one thing that I would love to see it has before, you mm -hmm. know, just different. It's just like, you know, walking to a place, you know, uh, taking your coffee in, in, a, in, a, in a, you know, in a, in a portable cap, you know, a plastic cap. It's, that's something that it's, it's not the same thing. You know, I want to get a ceramic cup. I want to stay on the bar for a few minutes, looking out at the people, looking at how they dressed up. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, listen a little bit what they say, you know, exchange a few words with the barista. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, it's also part of how being a social human being, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, yours, so your answer is the same as mine. It was the first thing on my list. I just want to go out, sit at a coffee place, have a nice espresso and watch and just participate. That's life to me. You know, something interesting, uh, maybe somebody would say, what would you do? Oh, I would jump on a plane. I will go straight to, I don't know, a beautiful island in the Indian Ocean. No, I think what we also have learned during the lockdown is the appreciation for the most simple, basic things mm -hmm. in life that we give for granted very often. Yeah. We think it's like, oh, it's just a cup of coffee. But it's, when something happens like this, you start to appreciate it. Even like a simple cup of coffee yeah. could go away in a minute. Yeah, it's very true. Um, let me ask you, uh, is there anything... Looking at today and forward, uh, is there anything that scares you or makes you nervous about lockdown ending? About people going, trying to go back to normal or going back to normal? Actually, yes. One of the things that uh, we've seen happening during the lockdown, and in a way, it's kind of a positive results. Uh, we've seen finally our Earth breathing again, which is kind of an interesting you know, connection between the fact that we're experiencing as a human being a virus which which can not make you breathe while the earth is breathing again. Yeah. I don't know, it's kind of an interesting, yeah. you know, connection over there, you know. And uh, so the thing that it scares me the most when I hear people, I can't wait to go back to our previous life. Yeah. I think what happened to us, as bad as it is, it, again, it could be also a great opportunity to move forward to a better, you know, uh, a better future, uh, learning something and apply some of the things that we, we've been forced 
to go through it, which actually caused some positive impacts. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the thing that I'm really scared of when I see people, oh, I can't wait to go back to, you know, pollute the world that, you know, in, in the way that we, you, we used to do it before. You know, uh, that's kind of because also our life, it wasn't that perfect, to be honest with you. And I think it's interesting that a lot of people now, I was reading an article yesterday, I think in the New York Times, a lot of people now, after went, going through these couple of months of lockdown, they're still seeing, you know what? I don't really want to go back to that normal. Yeah. You know, I, I, there's something. There's a. It's a psychological uh, aspect that start like going through our mind, uh, which it's been, it's been studied a bit research. I don't remember exactly the name, but it's kind of like a natural thing that you're still like you know getting yourself comfortable the new way of living. You know, so that's kind of the thing that scares me the most. I think. We, we had an opportunity to fix a few things, to mm. change the way we live, to step, to pause for a minute, to look at our lives and say, is our life as before was exactly the way we want to live for the rest of our life or not? Perhaps a lot of people are answering, no, that's not the way I want to live my life. Yeah. Okay? So that's the thing that's kind of scares me the most, to be honest with you. Yeah, I can understand it. And I completely agree. I had a moment out in my garden and my downstairs neighbor is one of these who only talks about chemtrails. Like every time I walk outside, he's showing me the plane trails in the sky. And I don't really care either way because it's not something he can do anything about. So I don't understand the discussion, but I was out there and I was walking during, and we have fields by us. So we've been quite lucky. I can go walking during the lockdown. And suddenly I had a moment and I looked up at the sky and it was completely blue. It was completely perfect. There was not a single line in the entire sky. And I had a flashback to my childhood. I realized that I had grown up my whole life with this huge, big blue sky over my head that my brain had just forgotten, had just programmed out that this was normal, always having lines in it. And I must admit, if I can keep this sky, I will do anything I can because it makes such a difference. The, the the lesser noise. This morning I was woken up by workmen and all these things because they're back. They're back and they're just going to do things. Um, all right. Uh, let's talk a little bit um, because we've got very little time left. Let's talk about um, the future and also the people you're talking to and the companies you're talking to. You know, what is the message that they should be uh, promoting or what is the right message, I guess, for brands, for corporates moving forward, do you think? Well, uh, I think uh, companies, uh, probably the last thing that, that, I, that they should do is to embrace in fear, mm -hmm. you know, fear for the future. Uh, companies in general, corporations, they tend to in, in uncertain time, they tend to close themselves, kind of create a barrier around themselves and protect themselves and, and stop investing on anything, any project they don't think is relevant. Mm -hmm. Typically are those projects that could affect like their people within the company or, you know, uh, developing aspect like so there's a soft, you know, uh, aspects 
uh, intangible assets within a company, even like their brand, you know, intangible aspects. But when I say intangible, I don't mean necessarily, you know, uh, their brand, even like their people is, is tangible, but it's intangible at the same time. It's kind of fragile community that they have to protect. So my suggestion for any company would be, I think this is the time that you have to be courageous of course, if you can, if you've been hit really badly because you're losing like, you know, 50% of your, of your turnover because of the pandemic, I mean, obviously you can't be so positive, but still, I think the company that will go through this and they will be even stronger are those who are actually capable to put in place a very, you know, positive vision and approach you know, regardless what's happened and what's going on and what will happen. Because I think from a business point of view, and I would say maybe here, perhaps even the rest of the world, I think, you know, just like a tsunami, it's not the first wave will make, you know, the huge disaster is the second, second wave. wave. That comes out that, you know? So it could be very off, very easily that we're going to see the, the major impact on, on economic scale of what happened, not necessarily now, but maybe you know, a few months down the road, maybe like a yeah. beginning of fall, and 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 I'm expecting that it could be even for us, which we were a small business. I'm expecting that we could see, you know, uh, not necessarily a positive lookouts, you know, business wise. Maybe you know, clients pulling out businesses, cutting budgets, and stuff like that. But still, we all have to be positive as an attitude we all have to looking forward and think about that we can certainly go over this and it's not just it's not just this rhetoric of like andra tutto bene everything's gonna be great it's not what what i'm talking about it's it's more about like really you know believing that this is actually the time to do things just like when you go you know when a war ends you're not gonna stay there and crying all the time because you went to a war you know, you got to roll up your sleeves and do things, you know, and try to rebuild, you know, whatever need to be rebuilt, you know. So I think that's the right time. That's the right message. I think that eventually I would uh, I would spread for any businesses, you know, uh, really trying to don't stay there and think about what happened, but just look, look forward, mm-hmm. what could happen, you know. That's fantastic. Um, in fact, that's a perfect way to wrap up our interview. Um, anything else you'd like to add, Max? Well, uh, actually, no. I think it was great to be here. And, and uh, thank you for having me and to share my thoughts. I hope somehow this could be helpful for other people as well. And uh, looking forward to talk to you, Mark, again yeah. very soon. Yeah, well, hopefully um, when the borders open up, uh, the idea is to... This is the first phase. The idea is the second phase, which is literally walking out of lockdown, where my hope is to by foot, by public transport, um, travel through Italy, reconnecting, um, going through the south of France, going through Spain, ending up in Portugal to really see how people on the ground, um, both, you know, tourism sectors, cultural sectors, artisan sectors, some of the sustainability projects that were going so well, or even some of the cultural tourism projects, where they are and how things are for people. Um, I believe we have a situation where we're going to be at a, uh, we're going to need um, this kind of coverage because 
the major media channels are all going for the global stories, the big stories. The locals are just going to be doing their own stories, kind of andra tutto bene, or to, for the population. But we're going to be missing a lot of information. And that's why I'm reaching out to as many people as I know to get a real, you know, survey, if you like, starting survey of the situation where people feel. And then I'm hoping to, you know, visit you in Milan and we can on the ground look at a few things and really talk through some things. You're welcome. Anytime you want, Mark. Okay, I would love it. Thanks a lot for your time. I appreciate it, Max. No problem. Thank you for reaching out. Okay. And stay safe. You stay safe and let's hope the next wave doesn't come soon. <laughs> Give me time, you know. Bye-bye. Bye. Ciao, Mark. Rack it up, rack it up, I got a bit of the bank to make me a safe house. Shake it up, shake it up, she got her hands on her knees and she bringing a cake out. Smoke it up, smoke it up, I got some gas, some packs, I'm up in the greenhouse. Ball it up, ball it up, I'm with the gang, we taking shots off the rebound.